Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to be talking to you right now. My name is Diana Jevia, and I am the host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. This has just been such a dream of mine. I'm so excited. It's finally come true. I get to talk Bravo with you every single week. Uh, I hope you've got that drink of choice filled up. I've got Chardonnay ready right now. Let's get into it. So if you're new here, you know, you don't follow me on Instagram. You just found this podcast. Welcome. Um, I do want to introduce myself. So like I said, my name is Diana Jevia. I am a host and a voiceover artist living out in L.A., but most importantly, I'm a Bravo-holic. I've been watching Bravo, God, I think I was in either junior high school or high school. Um, I remember Vicki Gunvalson falling on the Real Housewives of Orange County when she went to receive her award with Kodo Insurance. So I feel like that was season three, and I was hooked ever since. Um, my best friend at the time got me into Bravo, and I remember we would just watch it, and I would be like, Marielle, if I ever act like these women, like you have to like punch me. And now I'm like... Oh my God, I worship the ground these women walk on, and we all do. There's so many great things about Bravo, so many crazy things happening this week, so why don't we spill the Bravo tea? First thing, I know this podcast is mainly going to be about other shows and the Housewives, because Believe does have some really great Housewives shows, but there is a lot of Housewives news going on. Like This week, they went to go shoot the Housewives All-Stars, so... Uh, Melissa Gorga, Luann Deliceps, Ramona Singer, Teresa Judice, Kyle Richards, Kenya Moore, and Cynthia Bailey, they are all in the Turks and Caicos right now, okay? There's a lot of rumors going on, too. First rumor I heard is that an OG is going to be joining them. That's been swirling around the internet. Nothing's confirmed. Don't at me. But uh, a lot of people are saying it might be Jill Zarin. I'm iffy on that one. Just because I feel like she and Andy don't have the best relationship. Yeah, that's, again, that's not confirmed. That's just me thinking. It was actually spoken about in a clubhouse last night. We, we were talking about who do you think is Andy's favorite housewife and who do you think his least favorite is. And someone said Jill, and I thought that was a really uh, solid answer. So I don't know why she would be joining this trip, but it could be. A lot of people are saying Lisa Vanderpump. Um, I can see that. I would see them bringing that back for the Kyle and Lisa dynamic. Um, be like, goodbye, Kyle. You are voted off the island, except this is a luxury vacation. But like, for some reason, my mind goes straight to Housewives Survivor. Like, think about how cool that would be for just a minute. They have to compete in challenges like putting their, I don't know, freaking Manolo Blahniks on and running across the sand climbing up a tree to make their own pina colada since no one's there to do it for them. But it's not that kind of show. It, it is just not. So yeah, back to who that mystery OG housewife is who could be joining. People say Sonia, which I'm a little confused about because she's technically not an OG of New York. Um, and she was rumored to be part of the cast, but she's not on the show, which is kind of disappointing because Sonia brings the fun. We always have the greatest time when Sonia is there. So it was a little, it was a bit of a bummer to see her not um, on the list, but who knows? Um, and some other great guesses I heard. Alex McCord. That would be pretty interesting. I think that Nini could come back because they said it was from an original series and Atlanta is original. So throwing Nini in the mix, that would make for some good drama and that would make for some great one-liners. Now, another rumor um, I heard floating around the internet about this Housewives All-Stars 
is that apparently Ramona wanted the best bedroom because, you know, it's freaking Ramona and she pissed everyone off and uh, she called Kenya a bitch and they haven't even been there for an hour. That is a direct quote from all lover Anthony, A.L. lover Anthony on uh, Twitter. I found that on I Live for Bravo's Instagram. So if, if that's true, like we are in for it. I know that throwing Ramona in the mix like was their key for drama because Ramona just can't function like a normal person and that's really mean to say but like she just has no self-awareness she has no filter whatever she says in that crazy mind of her just pops right out so that's gonna make for a good show and actually last night when I was jotting some notes for the show before I just read that rumor um I was like oh Kenya and Ramona are definitely gonna go at it so if that is true there's no confirmed truth behind that um I was right (laughs) let me know about your predictions for the show by the way I'm working on getting a gmail set up um but you can always dm me at diana jebbia on instagram I respond to like everything I want to hear what you think is going to go down on this real housewives all-stars and uh it's going to be good all right some more bravo news today miss sheena sheena marie no longer sheena shay (laughs) she is in labor mini sheena is going to be making her way into the world And that is just so exciting. We know that Sheena has been through a lot. So she had a miscarriage and then she had to watch like all of her friends get pregnant at the same time, which must have been hard for her. And now she has this beautiful rainbow baby that's going to be making her way into the world today. We do know, though, that uh, mini Sheena might not have many playdates with Hartford and Ocean. So Hartford is Stassi and Bo's baby. Ocean is Lala and Randall's baby um, because Sheena and Stassi, they always just didn't get along on and off but there's actually some beef between Lala and Sheena so I was watching Overserved with Lisa Vanderpump on E! the other night Lala was a guest this is before Ocean was born she's freaking gorgeous I love Lala um and Lisa was talking about oh how are the other women who are pregnant like have you spoken to Sheena and Lala was like very firm like who sorry like I want no part of her um and the reason behind that was that Sheena wasn't invited to Lala's gender reveal. And I know Sheena did a YouTube vlog about it where she had mentioned it on her vlog. And Lala's like, you don't make your YouTube account around my baby. But like I said, I love Lala. I can't stand behind her behavior. Because, yeah, I I agree with you, Lala. Like someone bringing up your child's gender reveal on their YouTube is pretty, um, it's pretty crappy. It's not that great, but... For you, you didn't invite her in the first place. Maybe there wasn't a heads up. Maybe Sheena didn't know there was a falling out. So, of course, that prompted a reaction. You know, like physics, action equals reaction. We're getting all sciencey here. That's what we do. No, we don't. <laughs> um, maybe there was something that wasn't addressed with her and she felt blindsided. So that's where I have to disagree with Lala. Like, yeah, you can be mad at her, but like to just cut her off instead of having a conversation about it, I feel like there's... There's a chunk missing to the story that somebody is not telling. And, you know, if somebody tells us, I'm going to tell you here. But sending all the loving vibes out to Sheena as she gives birth. She's wanted this for so long and I'm just happy for her. And by the time you listen to this, uh, Mini Sheena is probably going to have made her way into the world. So we'll know a name. I know there's rumors floating around about what the baby's name is. I'm not going to say that here. Want to know why? Because it's not my place. This is Sheena's name. If it slipped out, it slipped out. But it is her place. It is her job to tell everyone what her beautiful daughter's name is going to be. So until that's a fact, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I am respecting that. I feel 
sidebar I feel like sometimes with all like these Instagram accounts which I love dearly I love everyone but I feel like some of them just don't have any um any respect for personal things like it's all for clout and it's no one I'm friends with I'm not calling anyone out here I'm just making a statement uh let's respect people babies are sacred you know what else is screwed up I also see people making comments about like baby mom's appearances so Lala or Randall I think it was Randall posted this picture of Lala and Ocean Lala looked really pretty she had some eyeshadow on she had her uh, lip gloss on and I remember in another story she had mentioned she just didn't have time to get ready anymore so this is probably the first time she made herself up in weeks because she's trying to figure out this whole parenting thing she has this new gorgeous baby to take care of she probably put some eyeshadow on and was like, damn, I'm feeling myself, you know, like I made time for myself while I'm taking care of this baby. And people just commented the rudest stuff I have ever seen. They were like, oh, her eye makeup looks terrible. I see she got new lips as a push present. First of all, who knows if she did? And if she did, who cares? It's her body, her push present. She can get whatever the hell she wants. If she wants a block of freaking cheese as a push present, like let's not criticize her. If she wants to blow her lips up, fine. We don't know what it was. It's just not our business. It's not our place to say. This is a mom who's trying to figure out life with a baby, how to make herself feel good, how to take care of a human. And it's just so out of line when people comment the rudest things. It makes me want to lose my mind. So Lala, you are beautiful. You are doing a kick-ass job as a mom. And screw the haters. I'm so done with haters. Why are people rude? It costs zero dollars to be nice. I'm just going to I'm going to leave it on that note, and then we're going to get into our Summer House recap finale, season finale. This was quite a ride of a season, and uh, I really don't want to talk about this person because I feel like she gets enough attention, but Hannah. Hannah made this season all about her in, like, the worst way possible, so uh, yesterday, I had the pleasure of being on Mandy Slutsker's podcast. It's called Is This Real Life? She is amazing. You should give it a listen. Um, and we were talking, and she said that Hannah wants to be this calculated villain, but she's going about it in all the wrong way. And she is exactly correct because, you know, we have enjoyable villains on shows. Like a lot of the Bachelor villains, Sans Queen Victoria, um, when they go to sabotage somebody like that's what we want to see we want to see it calculated but people creating drama for the sake of creating drama it doesn't make sense we as viewers don't know where to look it's like we're getting whiplash and not in a good way not in like a real housewives of salt lake city way it, it's confusing it's distracting and we just grow to resent the person who's doing that and i think that's what hannah did this this season she wanted to stir up some drama and she wanted to cause conflict in the house but it was just so random I mean she did have she had me at first I'm not gonna lie the whole Luke and Hannah thing like before we we found out about Des and that whole timeline and that she had been talking to Des before the show started I was on her side when it came to Luke okay I have had way too many experiences with guys who like to mess around with my heart and I just I see that in Luke I call it That's like I see it we call it like we see it and we don't sugarcoat it and like deep in my gut, I'm like, this guy, like he's playing with her heart. He's trying to deny it. He's trying to be like, I never led you on. I never said we were anything. And it's like, that's true. I will give him that. He never said that they were dating. He was trying to take it slow and whatever. But they were so close. Like the amount of contact that they had. When you're a girl, and come on, even if you're a guy listening to, right? And you just meet this perfect storm 
who knows how to push all the buttons in your heart and is like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship or, oh, I think you're great. And uh, it's just not the right timing. There is no such thing as the wrong timing. And I say that because if it is the wrong timing, it'll work out in the right way and you'll kind of know it. But like if a guy's using an excuse as the wrong timing, like he's just not that into you. But you're like so enthralled with him. You're like, oh, my God, he's really great. He's interested in me. He's interested in me. And I think that's what happened with Hannah. She felt that eventually things would turn around. So I understand that mindset. And I understand the flip side of the coin, like she should have been logical. But when you are in that blind and you are feeling the feelings, it is hard to remain logical, okay? So that is just a very long-winded way of me saying that when it came to Hannah and Luke at first, I really felt for Hannah there. I, I knew she was acting crazy, but it was kind of like, girl, you're acting crazy. Pull yourself together. But I know you can't. I know you can't. But then when she started stirring up drama with Kyle, that is where she lost me. Because that stuff came out of nowhere. Like she was going off the rails. Uh, at one time, she had brought up her father. And then when Kyle was just responding to that, she's like, don't bring up my dad. And I forget where um, I heard this. I think it was Bravo Chatroom, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But someone said she said that she was trying to have a Teresa Judice moment. Like, don't bring up my family. And... It's just so out of context, like I mentioned earlier. Like with Teresa, that was in context because it was the reunion and Danielle Staub was like, oh, your sister. And like Melissa was probably getting signed for the show at that point and there was conflict. So it's like, do not bring up my family. And then meanwhile, Hannah already brought up her dad. So like she's giving the green light um, subliminally for him to be brought up in the conversation. <laughs> and then Kyle just responds to that. And she's like, don't bring up my family or don't bring up my dad. Don't talk about my dad. And it's like, dude, you're what like why is this trying to be your Teresa Judice moment your dad has literally nothing to do with the show so she's just been out of line all season which I, I spent way more time than I wanted to on her I feel like she wants this attention she wants us to talk about her okay and I don't want to give her that satisfaction but the show was literally all about her Okay, deep breath. So the finale episode, it starts off as a continuation of the fight that Hannah picked with everyone because last week she kind of asked Luke's opinion on Dez. And of course, Luke didn't like Dez. Like, that's his right. Dez was kind of weird. Hannah and Dez were being weird together. So I agree with Luke. He was being weird there and he had the right to say it. So Hannah's got this fire in her right now, okay? She's like, now this is my time to talk shit about Luke. I'm going to go to the girls. I'm going to get my feelings validated. And like that conversation did not go the way that she had expected to. Nobody validated her feelings and they were right not to validate her feelings. That's what a friend does. I've said this before, like besties call one another out. And, you know, like Luke was justified to not like Des. Des did not spend a lot of time with the group. They were busy doing God knows what in who knows bathroom. So yeah, Hannah was completely out of line there. She's just stirring up drama once again. And on top of that, we have the angel, Robert, who is with Danielle now, and everyone likes him because you know what? They're acting like normal people. They're not acting like hyped up bunnies in mating season. So of course they like Robert. And Hannah's a little mad that her boyfriend's not getting the attention she wants. She's not getting the attention she wants. Everyone's not like, oh, Hannah, we're so happy for you. Like, yes, you guys should get married. And Luke's the woat. No, it's not going to happen. This isn't Hannah's world. That's not the name of the show. It's called Summer House. <sighs> so we had to deal with that. 
I can't even talk about her anymore. Like, I know I'm going to have to, but like, I'm so heated. So, also part of this episode, Lindsay and Stravi. So, remember last week, and I love Lindsay. I really do like Lindsay. I think she's good at playing the villain, and also she's very self-aware of her issues. Does she start problems? Hell yes, she starts problems. Is she a little kooky? She's got that kooky gene in her, but at the end of the day, she's like, oh, I realize this is why I'm kooky and I need to change it. And she's not quite at the part, the part where she's like, I need to change it. She's not at that level yet. She's almost there. Let's give her some grace. But she, she's having some problems. So she did accept Stravi back, which is a huge mistake. She's settling. I think she puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on herself. She's, what, 34? Um, and she's like, I have this timeline. I need to get married. I need to have kids. And it's like, Lindsay, slow down. You are this gorgeous specimen of a human being. You can get any guy you want. You are radiant. And she puts these limits on herself. She puts herself into a box. And she settles for these men, it's like, I'm not going to get too much into attachment types here. I've been doing a lot of work because, you know, I'm single too. I feel like a giant hypocrite talking about these women and all their dating mistakes when meanwhile, I have no dating life. But I feel like she's very anxious um, attachment style. So like when when she gets close with guys, like she's very good at getting the guy. And then when she gets close with them, if they like step away to make a sandwich or some crap or ask her to make one, like she freaks out. Like, where are you going? Why are you abandoning me? And that just by nature attracts the guys, you know, like Everett um, and like Stravi who have the avoidant problem. So they'll get really attached to you. And then when you start to, when the going gets good, that's time to pull away. So yeah, she needs to work on that. Um, But the fact that she settled with Stravi, I think it was just coming from a place like, yes, this is my timeline. She was all gung-ho. She shared that little secret on the previous episode that they weren't being responsible when they were having sex, which like nobody needed to know. And I'm so sorry I reminded you of that. I'm going to take a sip of wine and hope it takes away that memory. Hold on. And then when she told Luke that, she's like, where's your ring sizer? Uh, We're going to get engaged. And then when Luke told Stravi what Lindsay's ring size was, he was like, I don't want to get engaged. It's a big commitment. So again, Lindsay's kind of just getting ahead of herself here. And she needs to take a step back. She does this every single season, whether it was with Everett, whether it was with Carl. um, What was his name? Paymon. Like, she gets too wrapped up in these guys. And hell yeah, it makes great TV. And we're like, ooh, Lindsay, ooh, ooh, don't do that. What? Ooh, no. But on a personal level, like I am rooting for her. I think we all as an audience are rooting for her and we want her to find love. And Stravi is just not it. She's just rushing into things for the ring. She's rushing into it for the wedding. So they're clearly not on the same page. And as the night goes on, Stravi's having himself a good time. That man works really, really, really hard. Um, so he wants to have some fun. And Lindsay's completely plastered and tired. And she goes upstairs and the drunk texts, they are ascending. And I'm not going to place blame on her because I have sent many a regretful drunk text just as early as a few weeks ago um and (laughs) she's upset that he's not hanging out with her and he's not spending time with her which causes a fight and she's basically saying like go home go home um that is her way of testing him and the one thing I will give Lindsay is she does realize she is testing him but that doesn't do well with Stravi, that avoidant type. It's like, all right, you want me to go home? Like, you just gave me the free golden ticket. Woohoo, Wonka's factory. Like, ticket to home, I'm leaving. I'm out. You just gave me the out. And that causes a fight. But Danielle, our MVP of our lives, she's great for a few reasons. I'll get into that in just a minute. But 
she was phenomenal. She went into Lindsay and she was like, you need to calm down. You're acting a mess. And she went to Stradley and she's like, you're not going anywhere. I'm taking your bag. And she like waddled down the hallway in the cutest freaking way. And she took her stuff into his, into his room and she diffused that argument. God bless you, Danielle. Uh, I also really like that she called Lindsay out. We need a bestie who just puts us in line. Like, yeah, Stravi isn't the man for Lindsay, but let's say he was. Okay, let's just say it's a perfect universe and this was her match. She could have really screwed things up, but Danielle was like, no, this is important. Like, you need to stop acting a fool. And for that, I commend her. Another reason I really love Danielle, I feel like Danielle represents the viewers. Like, she is all of us. Okay, how many of us watching... We're not influencers. I like to think I am. You know, on the weekends, I I change outfits and I pack up my stuff and I put my tripod down on the like, Westwood Boulevard and the passersby really love that. Uh, and I take pictures of myself, but I don't do that for a living. I don't make a living off of this. Um, so we can't relate to Paige. We can't relate to Hannah, but we can relate to Danielle, who is sitting with her work from home setup. She's got like sweatpants on and a blazer trying to look nice from the top up for any video call she has. She is working through the week and thank God that she is there to represent us. She is the most normal. I am so happy she found this gem of a man in Robert. He can cook. Did you see the dishes he made for that practice wedding? Like, holy crap. Like, that is some gorgeous cuisine if I've ever seen it. So, Danielle, if you're listening and Robert has any friends, you know, you can just send it my way. Just send it my way. So, the big highlight of the show was this practice wedding, which I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm like, all right, it's a practice wedding. They got really sentimental over it, like... Maybe it's because of COVID. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're all living together. They got very sentimental over it. But I'm like, dude, it's a practice wedding. Nobody's actually married. Like, it's all an act. I don't know. I didn't get in my feels about it. I could appreciate it, but I just didn't get in my feels about it. Amanda looked gorgeous. Kyle looked great. I can really see the love between them. There's been so much growth um, from Kyle from season one until now. And I'm so happy Amanda's has been a saint to stick around. I think that truly is a change, man. I think they're in it for the long haul. I really do. I used to not give Kyle the benefit of the, of the doubt, but just seeing the change, he's really grown up a lot. He's finally acting his age. Uh, I hope they make it. But something very important that happened for the practice wedding was that Kyle made Carl his best man, which gave me all the freaking feels, okay? We love Carl. Carl has is another one that has grown exponentially. I used to hate him. I used to hate tweet him, not in a harassing way, but in a like, oh, this guy sucks kind of way, not, you know, just commenting about the show. I'm not a weirdo. And now I'm just like, I love Carl. This is Carl 5.0. He did the work. He changed. And what a freaking man. That's so attractive. That is so hot, Carl. Ugh. I would say daddy, but that would be weird. <laughs> uh, so that moment between Kyle and Carl, and I cannot wait to see this wedding. He's going to be a phenomenal best man. He's going to blow Tom Sandoval out of the water. You heard it here first. Uh, on the flip side, though, Amanda is getting her bridal party set up. And guess who got an invitation? Paige, which has been great. Paige has been a really good friend to Amanda this season, especially with all the unnecessary crap that Hannah has put Amanda through. And Hannah is Paige's best friend. So for Paige to be there for Amanda while also being there for Hannah, and Paige has done it very gracefully. Like, I think she earned that bridesmaid spot. And Hannah has the freaking nerve. Last episode, Des, uh, when he was leaving, he wanted an invitation to the wedding. We all know Hannah wants to go to this wedding. We all know Hannah wanted to be part of the bridal party, but she 
just doesn't deserve that place. The way she acted towards Amanda and was saying, oh, like Kyle yells at you and just being so dismissive, so demeaning. She doesn't deserve to be invited. And I think she's just trying to blow them off and pretend she doesn't care. Um, towards the end of the episode, we saw the producer say, like, do you want to be invited to the wedding? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, you're a liar. You're so lying. You want to be there. You want to be on TV if they film it. You want to be part of the bridal party. You want it to be Hannah's wedding at Amanda, like featuring Amanda, the Hannah show featuring Amanda. But it's not. OK, it's not about you, Hannah. That was that was just a lot to see. So I'm so sorry I went into that like petty little rant. But my point is Paige is going to be a great bridesmaid to Amanda. And I can't wait to see how that all turns out. And Hannah, you deserve to be jealous. You deserve it. You done earned it. Uh, final notes about the wedding was with Lindsay and Stravi. I did like that Lindsay was like, you know what? We should pump the brakes on this. I'm not ready to move in with you. And I think that's the second right thing she did all season. The first one was breaking up with him. She should have stuck to her guns on that. We all know that. You're smart. You know that. I'm smart. I know that. Lindsay's smart. She knows that. But she is ignoring her intuition. And she's acting from a place of insecurity. I'm so sorry to go all woo-woo on you right now. But Lindsay, if you're listening to this, like the second you harness that power girl, you are going to find yourself a good man. Which rumor has it, she is with someone who is allegedly on Winter House. So we might see that unfold. Fingers crossed for you, babe. Um, I did want to mention Sierra. I think Sierra was a fabulous addition to this cast. I feel like we really didn't get to see her shine. I loved when she was FaceTiming with her mom. I loved when she was talking about her work in the hospital. Um, I just feel like she was overshadowed by this Luke and Hannah drama. And I really hope we get to see her personality shine on Winter House. I was hoping that she and Carl would get together. I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that. That would be a fine couple. Ugh, two gorgeous people. We love to see them get together. And as for Luke, I don't know. I think Luke has a lot of inner work to do. He's not completely in the right. The way earlier in the season he was like, I need to clear things up with Hannah so Sierra's not mad at me. Like, that's not genuine. Like, he needs to see that he does play a role in messing around with girls. And that's not okay. The way he treats women is not okay. I absolutely applauded Kyle when he called Luke out on this and again I'm not the biggest Kyle fan but that was huge when they had that fight and Kyle was just like the way you treat women is not okay like that's something Luke needs to look inward at and really really work on it um I would like to see him work on that for next season maybe he's just got to be single maybe he's just got to chill I like him when he's doing his Minnesota thing chopping wood and building a freaking shelf like that's what we want to see None of this yelling at women. Like, stop. Okay? So overall, it was a good spicy season of Summer House. I just wish it did not revolve totally around she who shall not be named anymore whose name starts with an H because she just has too much attention. This reunion does look good, though. Um, H lady is going to get called out by the rumors she started on a podcast about Carl. And, like, good on that because... She has just been running around being dangerous, saying terrible things. She um, accused Carl of allegedly having a drug problem, which is not okay. We know he's on this journey to being sober. So for her to disclose that was just completely wrong. And I am glad she is going to take some flack for that because that is what we need. I cannot wait. So you can catch that reunion this Thursday. And 
Make sure you send me your opinions so you can DM me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A, um, and I'll read your opinions here, which brings me to... That's my opinion! Uh, love that. Let's do it one more time. That's my opinion! Yes, that's my opinion. So I had you email in or DM me in, rather, your opinions about the most recent episode of Summer House, and I have some great ones to read here. So let's get started. We have Katie in Orlando. Katie said that Hannah is the hardest for her to form an opinion on. Now, she's team Hannah when it comes to Hannah and Luke, but she's team Kyle and Amanda when it's Hannah slash Kai Manda. Um, and I couldn't agree more with you, Katie. I, I love Katie. We always have the same opinions on this stuff. That's how I know you're a good person if we have the same Bravo opinions. Yes, definitely team Hannah when it comes to Hannah and Luke. Luke definitely messed around with her heart and does not want to take responsibility for it. But when it comes to Kyle and Amanda, Hannah was just poking the bear there. And that simply was not okay. Thank you for sharing your opinion, Katie. Oh, and Samaj. Oh, my God. We have all the opinions from Samaj. He is from New York. You can follow him at Samaj with an H on Instagram. S-E-M-A-J with an H. He says, last night's Summer House was amazing. Lindsay decides it's a great idea to mix it up and bring out the worst in herself because she can get unleashed on Stravi and then gets drunker than drunk. I love the faux wedding between Amanda and Kyle. I love their love. Hannah, while highly unlikable, drove the season from start to finish, so we must give credit where credit is due. Paige and her speech to Amanda was the cutest, and their friendship is solid and real. The only person who seems to like Hannah now is Sierra, but that's okay. I love Danielle. She was fully developed this season like never before, despite her being a cast member since season two. The moment between Kyle and Carl was so cute, and I love their friendship. Also, I love how skilled Robert is. He's the guy Luke thinks he is. And on Luke, it was nice to see him ultimately vindicated in the end, even though I'm not a fan of his. I am a fan of his story coming to an end. Oh, my God, Samaj, that opinion was absolutely everything. I do like how you pointed out that Robert is the guy that Luke hopes he is. Like that, you absolutely nailed it. Like Samaj always brings the realness. And I know he's a huge Lindsay fan. Um, so thank you so much for that opinion, my love. We have Sophie in Philadelphia on Instagram. She is at real it in Bravo, real underscore it underscore in underscore Bravo. And Miss Sophie says, Hub House is a freaking hot mess. I thought Paige was a little irrelevant this season. Also, didn't like Danielle that much till the season finale when she called out Lindsay. She thought Ciara was boring just because she didn't really know anyone in the house, but she was iconic. She loves Kyle and Amanda this season. Hashtag Hi Amanda. And of course, Carl Angel Face. Hannah became more unbearable each week. And Luke is so hot. So obviously, I like him. I agree with a lot of these takes. I think Danielle calling Lindsay out was very valuable. And I can see how Sierra was boring. I kind of just touched on that. We didn't get to see much because she was just overshadowed by this Hannah drama. So, but she was iconic because she, she's freaking gorgeous. And she is very mature and knows to hand, how to handle herself. And that we can appreciate. Um, and finally, we have Winter Should Be Fun on Instagram. And she said, Lindsay Hubbard is a top tier reality star. And I don't think she gets enough credit for that. I agree with you. Yeah. Like I said before, Lindsay is kind of annoying. She starts all this drama, but like it's in the way we want to see. It's everything Hannah aspires to be doing and she's not. So good for Lindsay. I think we're going to get another season out of her at least. And we know we're getting Winterhouse out of her. And speaking of Winterhouse, we got a cute little tug of war scene, which I want to touch on really quickly. 
it was the craziest thing. They looked like something out of Game of Thrones. I had to do a double take on Austin. We literally got maybe, what, like a 10-second clip, and they're all dressed in these, like, Game of Thrones outfits doing a tug-of-war, and that was literally it. And we were just like, what? Oh, my God. Who Like, who knew this tiny, tiny clip could blow up the Internet? We know everything and nothing about this show at the same time. And I am so here for it. So as soon as we get more Winter House news, I'm going to let you know. And I think that just about wraps it up for the first episode. How did I do? How did I do? Okay, go easy on me. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Rate it five stars uh, when that capability comes up. I think it takes a little bit of time to go up on Apple Podcasts. So when it's there, subscribe, rate five stars. Shoot me a DM at Diana Jebbia on Instagram. Please follow me there. I am always living to give you the latest Bravo tea. I do memes, I do polls, we drink wine, we have fun. Thank you so much for joining me, my Bravo bestie. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.